This is the Easy Living Yards podcast. I'm Ben Hale, your host that comes through no matter if it rains or snows. Let's jump in and learn how to have a healthy, beautiful yard with less work so you can enjoy more time doing what you love. What's up and welcome to episode 49 of the Easy Living Yards podcast. Today we are talking about the ultimate DIY mailbox. So if you're looking around for mailbox installation tips, you've come to the right place. Today we're going to talk about the nitty gritty of good mailboxes, bad mailboxes, and how to install a DIY mailbox that will withstand the test of time. It will be sturdy. It will stay there and it won't break down over time. You won't have to reinstall it next year or five years down the road. Instead, you'll have a nice sturdy mailbox that will uh, stand at your curb and be reliable and won't take tons of work to maintain. So that's what we're talking about today. Now, before we jump into today's super exciting episode, I want to talk about our favorite plant of the day. And today's favorite plant, without further ado, is the tulip. Now, the tulip is a pretty common plant, but it's... It's just an awesome plant around mailboxes, I think. So that's why we're talking about it today is it looks great as a beautiful little accent to your mailbox. Um, If you're not looking to do, you know, a full garden install next to your mailbox of a nice little uh, entry place next to your driveway, uh, which, you know, if you really want to have a nice design, I actually kind of recommend that. But it's a lot of work, right? And and so for now, uh, planting some tulips around your mailbox just adds this beautiful accent in the springtime with this burst of color. And so I love tulips. Tulips are one of my favorite flowers. And so the tulip, uh, here's some details about it. So if you didn't know, a tulip is a bulb plant. And in most places, it's it can be either grown as an annual or a perennial. And so an annual is something you replant every year. So uh, if, if you grow it as an annual basically you plant the bulb you let it grow and then you dig up the bulbs and you plant them again the following year and it actually helps with the uh apparently the health and the showiness of the flower um or you can let it grow as a perennial where you just kind of leave it in the ground and let it keep doing its thing every year and in most uh regions this works just fine now the tulip grows uh depending upon there's there's like tons and tons of variety of, t- of tulips with different colors and different heights. Most of them grow between 9 and 24 inches tall and 6 to 9 inches wide. Uh, most of them bloom in the April to May time frame depending upon where you are with the warmth in, in the springtime. Uh, and they bloom in any color. You can select a tulip for any color except for there's no true blue tulips. So any other color is out there pretty much. And there's tons of beautiful tulips. My favorite are kind of like these sunburst ones with like orange and yellow and, and just a slightest hint of red. So they kind of look like these little flames on top of the plant. Uh, that's my favorite. Anyway, uh, they grow in USDA zones three to eight. They prefer medium moisture although I found them in, in much drier conditions as well as kind of fairly wet conditions, but you don't want things where uh, they don't really grow in where it's super waterlogged. Uh, they prefer full sun. They can tolerate a little bit of shade, but not a ton. So these are great for um, if you have a sunny spot in your house, um, especially, you know, up by the mailbox. Um, it's usually pretty sunny right around there, and uh, they, they grow great in that area. Uh, again, there's potential problems if they're too wet, so they kind of get some root rot and that sort of thing, being a, you know, a bulb 
uh, plant. They also um, they are preferred by little critters like uh, voles and mice. Um, little burrowing critters. Um, we actually had a bunch uh, in our front garden bed before we redesigned our front garden, and they uh, miraculously or surprisingly disappeared. And what we found is I found a bunch of little tunnels <laughs> where those were all planted. Um, so you, if you have issues with uh, small critters, uh, you might want to consider kind of, you know, a lot of people, what they'll do to help pull them up anyway is to kind of put some chicken wire uh, underneath the ground around them, uh, that can work. Um, so uh, they also, um, as far as soils go, they tolerate clay, uh, sandy soil, uh, silty soil, so all sorts of different soil types they'll grow as long as they get a little bit of moisture. Um, so they, generally speaking, they prefer like a cool, moist winter followed by a, a warm, dry summer. And so uh, that's it for tulips pretty much. So check them out. They look great next to your mailbox if you just want something real quick. And you then, of course, you have, you're left with the foliage throughout the later part of the year. Generally speaking, it's good to let this foliage grow. It's not, you know, incredibly ornamental, but it's not, I don't consider it unattractive, um, especially if you have it mixed in with some other plants that look real nice. Um, but yeah, early spring, just that great burst of color um, really brings a smile to my face. Okay, so let's get into how to install a mailbox. So these are mailbox installation tips, and I'll follow up with a DIY awesome ultimate DIY, whatever you want to call it, the super awesome ultimate DIY mailbox installation. So if you want to build a mailbox from scratch, this is what we did in our yard because I wasn't happy with the selection available at the big box stores. They all looked just too wobbly or too cheap. Or something that I'd have to replace in, in one to five years. And I didn't want to have to deal with this. I wanted something robust. I wanted something that was sturdy. I didn't want something that was going to look bad, you know, a couple years down the road with weathering. And so I decided just to build my own out of some lumber I had around the house already. Uh, and, and so what I have, if you're interested in building your own mailbox post, so it, it, I guess, yeah, to step back, this isn't, we're not talking about the mailbox that's right in front of your front door. This is for you folks who have a mailbox down by the street and, you know, the, the mail postman woman comes around and, you know, sticks their arm out the window of their mail truck and drops it right into the mailbox. So there's certain standard requirements for those posts. We'll get into those uh, of the dimensions that they need to be, how high they need to be, how far back from the street. And, and beyond that, to me, it's really important to have something that's nice and sturdy so we don't have to keep building this thing, you know, every couple of years or going to buy another one and redigging everything out, putting it back in after it rots out, you know, all that mess. And so um, if you want help on building one yourself, I have an exact how-to guide. It's a free download in the show notes today. And so I have the ultimate mailbox construction guide uh, that you can go build your own. It has exact plans on what supplies you need, and how to build it. And so uh, we'll get into, I'll talk it through today as well, so you can hear it, but if you want that visual, if you want those instructions, it's a super helpful guide. All right, so let's jump in. So first, this is a question you need to determine for yourself. How sturdy do you want your mailbox to be? And I'm not talking about just the post, or the, the, uh, the box, but also the post. And so there's plenty of different types of mail boxes out there and they all for the ones that are on the street they all sit on this post right they all have to be raised above the ground and 
there's all sorts of different decorative posts as well. So there's like metal posts, a little plasticky things, things you slip on top of a four by four that you stick in the ground. Um, and then there's all these like pre-built cedar posts and everything you get. Well, a lot of them, let's face it, they don't last super long. And, and, also, they don't withstand the weather super well, too. So they might look nice when you first put it in, but after a couple of years, they just start to look old, right? And so that's what I personally I like to avoid. So when it comes to mailboxes, the more sturdy the mailbox, the more work it generally is to install, the more cost you have up front, but the less often you have to take care of it. And generally speaking, the more proud you are of it as well. So those are the advantages and disadvantages of a a sturdy, robust mailbox. Now, if you want to go the quick and cheap or pre-built route, the advantages are that you have a lot less work um, involved up front. And usually, if it's the cheaper type, um, less cost as well. You can also get some pre-built ones that are actually pretty expensive. They still might not last super long. They might go in the ground faster or get installed faster. So there's a trade-off there. Generally speaking, these don't last as long. Uh, There's also some other options, such as like a stake-in one, or you kind of screw it into the ground, or some that you hammer into the ground. Now, I actually recommend you don't get one of these. You're talking maybe a few years max if, uh, if they really last a long time. But think about it. Even just a high wind could really kind of blow these things over, especially if the soil's wet, you know, after a big heavy rain or whatever. Or if, you know, somebody decides, your neighbor decides to lean on your mailbox while you're chit-chatting, it, this thing's going to start to lean pretty quick. And, and you're going to have to deal with uh, reinforcing that mailbox. So I, I encourage you to stay away from those, those no-dig type options because... While it sounds amazing to not have to do tons of work, the reality is you're, you're probably going to have to do some work to uh, anchor in your mailbox. Okay, so when it comes to your standard cedar post mailbox, this is kind of an expectation I would set for you. If you just go to Home Depot and you get that, you know, that little 4x4 red stained cedar mailbox post that's pre-built or maybe it's stained white or whatever, whatever color it is, right? You're, you know what I'm talking about. It's pre-assembled. It's got like a notch uh, most of the way up it that then has another 4x4 slapped onto it that comes out to support the mailbox. And then there's usually a little piece above the notch that like looks pretty. And, um, and that's your mailbox. Well, I would say you could expect these posts, these pre-built cedar posts. Usually they're cedar or they're maybe a treated wood of some sort. You can probably expect those to last about five, maybe 10 years if you're really lucky. Um, it really depends upon your climate, your soil type, um, and how quickly it's going to, to, to degrade underground. That's the reality. It's most likely going to fail in one of two points. One is underground where it's going to rot or slowly you know, decay. Um, or it's going to be at the point where those two pieces of wood notch together. So the vertical piece that has a notch cut out of it to connect to the horizontal piece, that's the, usually the fail point right there. If you want a more robust system, if you do like the, so the, the DIY pressure treated option that I recommend I actually use a 4x6 post. You could get away with a 4x4 if you want. But 4x6 is basically, it's overkill for sure, but that thing's not moving. And and that's what I want is a a mailbox that doesn't move. And so my 4x6 installation, DIY style, 
you can expect that to last 10 to 20 years. And I think really you, you're talking probably at least, you know, 10 to 15 years easy. Um, and 20 years, you know, if you're, if depending upon your, again, your conditions and how well you installed it. So it's really up to you. Of course, the DIY option is a little bit more work up front, but you're really paying off with not having to worry about this mailbox. You get to customize it the way you want and, and it really pays off long term and just having a nice mailbox post that you don't have to worry about unless, you know, some neighbor kid really, um, they're going to mess up their car pretty good, actually, if they try to knock it over. So, so your choice there. Okay. So when it comes to really determining how to install your mailbox, I'm kind of, you know, I'm jumping around on a couple details here, but all this background really helps you understand the choice to make when it comes to getting a mailbox, whether you should do a DIY option or a pre-built option and, and, and what you can do. So understanding your soil is actually very important for this. So if you have sandy soil, the advantage is that you have a lot less issues uh, or potential for rotting. So you might get away with using those cedar posts, for example. Now, the, the trade-off is that you have a lot less stability uh, in the firmness of your anchoring area. So you have, you're much more prone to wobbling and um, having issues with that. So you've got to make sure you're super well anchored into that sandy soil to prevent that from happening. When it comes to clay soil, you have a lot more chance of rotting, but you also have a lot sturdier of a base. So that's the trade-off, is you, you get a lot more stability, but you have to be careful to prevent rot. If you have shallow soil, such as uh, you know your bedrock is pretty close to the surface, or if you have a hard pan type um, soil, if you, if you don't know what hard pan is, uh, you probably don't have it. And um, basically, it's really tough to dig anything anywhere. And... Um, so there, it's pretty tough anchoring, and you actually might want to think of a different strategy that I don't talk about today, which is anchoring above ground. So if you've done anything with installing fence posts in this area without you know, massive jackhammer fixed on a bobcat, uh, you probably have looked into something like this already. But uh, basically, you might think of a sturdy... Um, anchoring piece like a, a you know preformed concrete or something that you can put above ground to uh, anchor your posts into place above ground and so there's some different options for you there i'm not really going to get into them today because we're going to focus on your standard uh sunk in the ground mailbox posts and how to you know install that properly keep it sturdy that sort of thing okay and the next is the cold climate if you live in a cold climate where you get um, you know, freezing temperatures consistently, you have to deal with your soil, your, your soil actually freezing as well with water in, in the soil. And uh, what you can deal with here is when you have water present in the soil and the soil freezes or your earth freezes, uh, you can have issues with frost heaving. So you got to make sure you install it deep enough where you're not prone to frost heaving. If you install it too shallow, even if it seems pretty sturdy, that frost will basically push up that installation and you might get a crooked post or you might actually get a post that um, you know gets pushed out of the ground if it's pretty extreme. So let's talk about what the U.S. Postal Service actually recommends for installing a mailbox post. So the U.S. Postal Service actually has a 
a page on their website. And I have a link to this in the show notes. So check out the show notes if you want to see it for yourself. And they provide recommendations on how they want the mailboxes installed with the right dimensions and that sort of thing. And so from their website, they recommend that the, the front of the mailbox be six to eight inches back from the curb or the edge of the street, whatever you have. Um, you also want the bottom of the mailbox to be 41 to 45 inches above the surface of the street. And you want the post to be installed a maximum of 24 inches deep. And that's because they want the, the mailbox post to be able to yield to vehicle collision. And that's the, um, I believe that's the National Highway Transportation Safety Board that recommends that. Um, and so the USPS actually takes some of these recommendations from the what is it, NHTSB, and, um, and then so they share them as well. So I think that's kind of a cross between the two groups. I was looking at the USPS website, but yeah, they don't want it much deeper, and they, they recommend, you know, <laughs> they actually say they don't want uh, above ground, they don't want uh, concrete or rock or incredibly thick metal uh, as part of the post. Now, whether or not you do that is up to you. I've seen mailboxes uh, set in brick in certain uh, areas, uh, you know, like a, big, a brick pillar kind of thing. Um, so I don't know if it's actually law that you have to um, follow these guidelines or if these are just guidelines. Um, so I'm just sharing what the USPS is saying. Um, now, when it's when it comes to me, I'll share my recommendations in just a minute. At first, I want to say that an expert tip is if you're looking to install your mailbox. I recommend you install um, immediately after the mail arrives on Saturday. You have everything pre-built and ready to go. You can pull up your old mailbox, start installing your new one. Um, so that way you have until Monday before the mail arrives. So because the mail doesn't come on Sunday, generally speaking, um, you have you know almost 48 hours before that mail is going to come back and the, the postman or woman needs your... Um, mailbox to be there. Um, now, the other option is if it's a U.S. holiday. So think about like Labor Day or Memorial Day. You actually have then a 72-hour period before between when the mail arrives and when it arrives the next time. So think about the planning and timing so that way you don't have to deal with your um, post person arriving without you having a mailbox. Okay, so when it comes to my recommendation, we've heard the USPS recommendations. My recommendation is you build your mailbox to last, and you you know you fit it to the style you want as well. Um, so if you want it to be a certain style, you make sure you meet those criteria, but also make sure, for functionally speaking, that you build your mailbox to last a long time, so that way you're not having to worry about reinstallation soon or refinishing or um, so on and so forth. And if that means, you know, you have to anchor it really well, um, that's your discretion. Um, whether or not you, for example, anchor in concrete versus anchor in gravel um, or compacted earth or whatever, um, that's your choice. I'll give you my recommendations, though. So we reinstalled our mailbox a couple years ago, and uh, our previous one was falling apart. It actually it failed at the the point where the two... Uh, pieces of lumber, the the vertical and the horizontal piece, where they came together, it was essentially wobbling apart and falling off. Um, most of the post was completely dry rotted 
And so it wasn't even usable wood after that. And in addition to all of that, if that part hadn't failed, the the subsoil piece was failing as well. So it was, when I ha- ended up pulling it out, it was over 50% eaten away just by rot. And so this mailbox post was in very poor conditions, uh, as well as the mailbox itself was in very poor condition. So we ended up replacing both the post and the old mailbox. So when we reinstalled our mailbox, I'm very happy with the result. It still looks pretty much brand new after, uh, it's been at least two years. So after two years of, uh, after installation, our mailbox still looks like it's brand new. And so here's what we did for a ultimate DIY mailbox. And if you want to actually see a video of this, I have a super cute video of my little helper that was helping me install the mailbox. <laughs> the, the, it turns out the, the mailbox itself was almost as tall as our little guy at the time. And um, so I had help with this. Uh, of course, I always recommend getting help from your family, especially if you have youngsters around. It While it may take twice as long, it makes the uh, experience twice more enjoyable and it makes it infinitely more memorable. So check out the video of my little helper. The first thing you do before anything is you get your utilities checked before digging. So if anytime you're digging in your ground, anywhere on your property, I highly recommend you get your utilities marked. So that way you know where your utilities are and you avoid the risk of serious injury to yourself or serious fines from any of the utility companies if you damage the utilities. Next, you got to remove your old mailbox, right? Now, before all this, I recommend you plan out the installation of your mailbox. So again, check out the link in the show notes for my DIY installation guide where it gives you the whole construction process. If you want to build your own mailbox or if you just want to install it, it goes through that process as well if you want it written down. And again, we're going to talk about it here in just a minute too. However, So you want to have that all planned out before you start digging and removing. So I recommend you have your mailbox pre-built, ready to go, your post pre-built, ready to go, before you even think about pulling your old mailbox out of the ground. So all that said, when it comes to removing your old mailbox, you may have to dig it out. You may have to use a jack to pull it out somewhat. You may have to knock it around, you know, with a with your feet or whatever, rock it out of the ground. It may take all of these uh, all of these elements to try and get it out of the ground. I ended up using multiple methods, even though it was halfway eaten apart. It was still anchored in concrete, and so it was pretty solid. It was stuck in. It was actually sunk down pretty well. So whoever installed that previous mailbox did a pretty good job at keeping it pretty sturdy. It looked like it was pretty old, and so it it probably lasted a good fifteen to twenty years uh, before it was coming out. Now that said, you know it was looking in pretty rough shape, and if it were me. I would have reinstalled this mailbox much sooner than it actually happened. Um, But yeah, so when it comes to getting it out, you got to get all of the previous posts and concrete removed so you can start fresh with the new installation. Now, when it comes to reinstalling it, make sure again you match the dimensions that the USPS recommends. So make sure that hole is the proper uh, way away from the street, especially if your new mailbox is built to different dimensions than your old one. If the old post was built differently than the new post, make sure you accommodate for that. I recommend using a pressure-treated 4x6 lumber for your post. Um, Now, you could also get away with a 4x4. 
I just prefer the sturdier construction. Heck, you could do an 8x8 if you want. Uh, it gets pretty expensive pretty quick. but um, And that would certainly be overkill. But it wouldn't move. So that's your choice. Uh, I went with a 4x6 construction. You end up also wanting to cut a either a shallow point on the top of the post or a slant. This has two benefits. One, it prevents too many birds and critters from landing on top of it and leaving a little presence for you. Uh, it reduces that. Likewise, it prevents water from pulling up and soaking into the wood. And so instead, more of the water will run off the top and you have uh, greater longevity to your post. So that's actually really important. You also, when it comes to constructing your posts, if you're using pressure-treated materials, you want to use, make sure you're using galvanized screws to fasten them, screws or bolts. Um, that's your choice. Um, I went with mostly screws uh, to fasten mine, and I also used some steel uh, supports, so some Simpson steel ties. If you're familiar with uh, any sort of uh, construction supports, you might know what a Simpson tie is. Um, so here's what it goes through uh, as far as assembly instructions. So the pieces I used, I used one 4x6 vertical posts, and the total length of that post, including the, the part below the ground and above ground, was about 7 feet. It was just a little over 7 feet tall. You could get away with about 6.5 probably. And that's for 24 inches of post underneath the soil and about, uh, so that's two feet under the soil and then about five inches, or, or I'm, I'm sorry, five feet or 60 inches above the soil. And then you have your little point, your fancy little point on top too. Um, also, you want a four by six horizontal mailbox support. The length of this may differ based on your design as well as the length of your mailbox. And then you also have a 4x6 diagonal support that supports this horizontal piece and connects it to the vertical piece. So that's three different pieces of 4x6 or 4x4, whatever you choose to use. You also have what I used were two T fasteners to attach the horizontal support to the vertical support. Again, check out the download uh, in the in in the show notes for a visual of all this. It's super helpful. Um, so I put together this awesome guide that goes along with this episode, makes things a lot easier. So these T-fasteners I'm talking about are the Simpson-branded ties that I talked about just a minute ago. You also have a 1x6 mailbox platform. So this is about 12 inches deep uh, to 18 inches deep, depending on the size of your mailbox. And it also might be a 1x4 instead of a 1x6, depending on the size of your mailbox. And sometimes maybe even a 1x8. So just check the dimensions of your mailbox and get something that will fit underneath it and fasten the mailbox to it. You're going to need some crushed gravel. Uh, I recommend one quarter to one half inch size crushed gravel. And I do recommend crushed gravel gravel over uh, pea gravel or the, you know, the washed stuff. Because the angular crushed stuff packs together much better. And it provides a much more solid base and fill compared to the rounded stuff. Now, if all you can access is the rounded, washed-type gravel, like pea gravel or all-purpose gravel, you know, Quickrete makes a uh, type of gravel they call all-purpose gravel, I don't recommend that. But if that's all you can find, it's better than nothing. So get what you can. If you can get angular crushed stuff, it's the best. And you're only going to need maybe 
maybe 50 to 100 pounds of this stuff. So that's uh, one to two bags. I recommend two bags. Um, you know, it's always better to get more than you need and return it if you have to or keep it around for other projects. Um, likewise, you're going to need uh, one bag of concrete at least or more if you want to make it more sturdy. Um, and that's the concrete premix. Or you can mix your own, of course. But to make it easy, I recommend just the pre-mixed stuff. Uh, one bag is pretty cheap anyway. Likewise, you're going to want some, some primer for priming the subsoil part of your post with exterior grade primer. This will help a lot with preventing decay over the long term. So it, it's just, it gives you a head start, basically. Over the first couple years, that primer will, will be fairly impervious to uh, moisture. And it will, after that, you know, it won't last forever especially underground but it'll give you basically a couple more years of longevity to your post by adding this this primer underneath and it's one extra step that really makes a big difference likewise if you want to have a a finish on your above ground post whether that's a a stain uh, or just a you know a, a water stain or a paint um, you likewise need that for your above ground posts and uh, in the meantime if you will be installing and the mail will still be arriving because let's face it sometimes it does arrive on Sundays now or if you know your installation takes longer than expected make sure you provide some sort of temporary weather tight box for your mail and this could be as simple as a uh, Rubbermaid tub with a sturdy clasp on top you weigh it down inside with a, a cinder block or two and put a big sign on the top saying mail if if that's all that you have, um, it's an easy way to just provide a temporary mailbox. So that way your post uh, man, post woman knows that you're in the middle of reinstalling a box for them to make their life easier. They'll probably be okay with one day uh, just delivering it into that temporary box. So very important to have something for them if they come by. Okay, Steps for installation. First, you want to start with digging, if you can, if possible, about a 30-inch deep hole and about one foot wide. Now, if you can't do this, if it's impossible, if you have bedrock, uh, you're dealing with other issues, you have to decide whether you can dig a hole deep enough to firmly anchor your post or if you have to deal with um, additional anchoring supports uh, uh, of your choosing. Now, if you can dig a 30-inch deep hole, what this does is this provides uh, 6 inches of base for you, um, and then your post depth, and around your post you're going to put in concrete, and then more gravel on top of that. And this will, basically what this will is the will do is the, the, um, the concrete will anchor in your post real well. The gravel on either side also anchors in your post, especially if it's the crushed uh, type gravel, the angular stuff. And likewise, it prevents or prevents moisture buildup next to your post and helps it to to drain away. And so you prevent decay as well. And that's why it's designed this way. So dig your 30-inch hole, one foot wide. Fill it in with four to six inches of crushed gravel. Make sure you pack it in. So you pack the gravel in with a tamper or a board, you know, an extra piece of 4 by 4 or something. So those are the first three steps. Dig your hole, fill it in with the six inches of gravel, pack it down. The next step is to set the post in place. So you should have your pre-built built post, plumb it out with a level. So they make these, if you are ever going to set a post again, it's really worth heading to the store. I'll try and provide a link in the show notes of this um, item and maybe a couple other tools you might need as well. 
So plummet level, if you can find a post level, it's super nice. Basically what it is, is it's a, instead of, you know, your straight level, like you usually have, it's this right angle piece that has a rubber band on it and you can wrap it around your post. Uh, so wrap the rubber band around your post and that right angle piece fits right on the corner of your post and each side of the right angle has a little bubble level on it. So that way you can see if you're your vertical on the one side as well as on the other side of your post. Both you need to level out or plumb out is what they call it when you're leveling vertically. Uh, You need to plumb out both directions on your post so it's straight up when you're looking at it from all directions, if that makes sense. So if you have a post level, that's very nice. Or you just use your level on one face and then the other face that's at a right angle to it. Once you get it plumb, I recommend anchoring it into place. And so uh, just temporarily, and what I did is I made a quick two by four holder to keep the post in place. So if you have some scrap two by fours, basically you just kind of, one, you can choose whether or not you want to screw into your existing post. If you don't want to, you build a little two by four square that fits around your, your mailbox post, nice and snug, just with some screws and such. And then you can screw onto that. You can screw some diagonal supports that then go into the ground. You stake, you drive a stake in the ground, screw your diagonal support into the stake. And that way your mailbox is sitting nice and sturdy while that concrete is setting and while you're working around it. Okay. Next part uh, you have your, so again, let's quickly review. You dug your hole, you crushed your gravel, you tamped it down, you set your post in place, you plumbed it out with a level, you made a support. Now you want to pour in your concrete premix. I actually recommend, there's a lot of people that say, oh, just pour in your dry bag of concrete. Even Lowe's and Home Depot, uh, they have these installation guides. They say, oh, just pour in a bag of uh, concrete mortar mix and then squirt it with some water and it'll set by itself. You can do that. It actually works, and it's not too bad. I actually recommend you mix it before pouring it in, and that'll give you greater strength of your concrete because you get more even mixing and more even distribution of the moisture. Inevitably, if you do the whole pour in the bag dry and just either let the rain water it or water it with a hose, you end up having dry pockets of concrete and you don't get one solid block of concrete, not of even strength. So instead, all you have to do is you take a five gallon bucket or if you have these mixing bins at, you can get them at any big box store like Lowe's, Home Depot, Menards. Um, They have these bins. It's just this wide, shallow bin. I have one of them. It's super handy. And they're they're like 5 bucks or something. It's just this wide shallow plastic tub. They're 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 you'll find them in the mortar and concrete section because a lot of contractors use these for small batches of mixing of mortar and concrete and that sort of thing. And basically all you do is you pour your premix in, you pour in the amount of water you need, uh, and you take a shovel or rake to kind of mix it all together and then you can put it into the hole. So just shovel it into the hole. Now, mixing it beforehand, again, gives you greater strength and one solid piece of concrete when it dries. And make sure as soon as you put your concrete in, because you mixed it out of the hole, there is a little bit of mess, a little bit of cleanup. So I recommend right away you rinse off your tools. Otherwise, you're going to have solid concrete stuck to your tools. If you've never worked with concrete, you want to avoid getting contact with skin um, avoid breathing it in because the stuff can actually cause some problems. Um, and... 
again, if you're careful with it, this stuff's not super dangerous, but you do have to be cautious about this stuff. And maybe in the future we can do an episode on concrete. For now, I know, super exciting episodes, right? Let's install mailboxes and pour concrete. <laughs> well, I actually do get excited about talking about this stuff. I know it's not this the most fun, but the reality is this stuff's super handy and super useful. So that's why we're talking about it. Okay, back to it. So you got your concrete in the hole. You, pour, you poured in your concrete evenly around the post. Now, um, you want to let it harden for a little while. So after a couple hours, it'll actually start to set and make sure that post is not moving during that time period. Then you want to top it with your crushed gravel all the way up to about one inch below the soil surface. And so basically you have a 12 inch wide hole that's got gravel on the bottom, then concrete, then some more gravel. And I have a cool picture of this in that installation guide that you want to go get. Um, and basically you'll have, if you want, you can actually then put a little bit of soil on top of your gravel that'll kind of cover up some of that gravel so you don't have this, you know, just giant gap around your mailbox post. So if you want their, your stuff to grow, you know, plants to grow a little bit closer to that post, um, you can do that. But I would still say you at least want to have at least one inch of clearance away from the base of the post where it's just gravel. And that'll really go a long way to preventing decay and adding to the longevity of your mailbox post. Now, after you uh, put in the gravel, uh, you're all set. Uh, Things should be pretty sturdy at this point. You attach your actual mailbox to the post. So you get your mailbox looking nice and pretty up there. Um, You want to keep that 2x4 holder, that anchoring holder, or whatever you use to to hold it in place. You want to keep that in place for at least 24, I'd say 48 hours to be safe, to let that concrete really set up and get some good strength uh, before you're putting any strain on it. And, And so then you can pull that holder off and you enjoy your new mailbox. And that's it, guys. Make sure your mailbox is, you know, nice and pretty the way you like it or the way your spouse likes it. Um, and and really, that's it. I mean, so we've went through a lot of steps there. Again, if you want to check out, I have that installation guide in the show notes. Let's talk about what else we have as links for the show notes for today's show. So you can go over to ely.how slash episode 49, episode 49, And there you'll have a link to today's plant, the tulip, um, and some more information about that. Also, the list of USPS recommendations. So I have a link to take you to USPS site. I have a couple tools that are super helpful. So that Johnson level, um, that post level, if you're ever going to install another post again, or, you know, uh, any sort of pole or anything, this also works on um, any sort of fencing. Super helpful. This, This thing's pretty cheap just to get a post level super handy to have around. Um, likewise, a post hole digger, if you don't have one, it's something worth considering. If not that, a, a trench spade is super handy to have, which is like a long, narrow shovel. Uh, something to get that, that stuff out of that hole. Also, a spud bar is really handy. These aren't must-haves, but they're super handy. Um, so things to think about there. Um, I also have a link to that wonderful video of my little guy helping me out um made made for awesome memory and last but certainly not least the ultimate mailbox installation guide explosions whatever you want to call it super awesome guide that'll help you out install your mailbox so if you want that written guide with some pictures all the materials listed out um click on that link as well of course, you can always get some free stuff over at ely.how slash free. Uh, and you can always ask me a question over at ely.how slash pod. 
Guys, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you live with passion and make tomorrow better today. <laughs> Try that again. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you live with passion. Make tomorrow better than today. And enjoy your new mail.